Hello, Flames fans, and welcome to the first edition of the Crowcaster. Crowcast. Game in a minute. Not the game in a minute, the game recap. We're going to talk to, today about what happened last night in Edmonton. So we're not just going to dump on everybody. We're going to have a compliment sandwich here. What did the Flames do good? Well, first of all, we talked about D-zone coverage for the Calgary Flames last night, and they were pretty good in the first period. Clean exits. The other point of the game. Oh, don't, don't spoil this. Production room's falling apart here. Okay. They wanted to get out of the zone clean. They got out of the zone clean. They didn't take any penalties in the first period, and they outplayed the uh, Edmonton Oilers significantly, and they kept them off the power play, which, of course, made Connor McDavid not as happy because the Oilers are really good at the power play. Excellent first period. Could have been 2 or 3 nothing. Koskinen made some terrific saves. After the first period, however, that was the good. Compliment sandwich time. Let's talk about the bad. Okay. Bob Hartley, love him or hate him, he used to have a great analogy for power plays. Top players want the power play. The, the power play is like cookies, and they're like the cookie monster. And when they get power plays, they feel good. They like to get the stats. They fill up the box score. And early on, if you watch the highlights, Evan Bouchard gets two power play goals. It's hard to stay out of the box. However, it is the one thing the Oilers may be the best in the league at. And they potted two power play goals, got the game 2-2. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into this this week. I am noticing a lot of goals going in on Jacob Marks from upstairs. This happens a lot with butterfly goaltenders. When, Especially when you're a big goaltender, you can get away with going down before the shot. And we'll pull some clips later this week, but he's getting beat a lot upstairs. Now, you're going to see that Perlini goal was a terrific shot. Um, he weighed in on it. It was beautiful. However, you will see he's consistently going down before the shot. And scouting reports, I guarantee, are showing that because Perlini didn't even look at the net. He just put his head down, and the scouting report has to be rip it high over the glove. He will be down. He will give it to you. So Markstrom... And it's not just Markstrom, any butterfly goaltender, the, the 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 toughest part about being a butterfly goaltender is going down before the shot and not waiting for that shot to, to release off a stick. Because sometimes when you when you can be patient uh, as a as a former goaltender, not even close to that level, but when you go down before the shot, you're set and your shoulders are open. When you can time it to that microsecond, sometimes your brain keep you up pop the shoulder, and he won't be down. These guys go down so fast, they can close the five hole and stuff like that. He doesn't get beat low, but all these goals are going in um, with with Markstrom getting into really good position, but going down too soon and opening up seams. And and again, like I said, you'll see in these clips, shooters aren't even looking at the net now. They're just walking in, ripping it high over the glove. That is the negative from last night's game. Also, Darnell Nurse, um, I believe Ryan McLeod. If you watched in the first period highlights, twice uh, Nurse walked around Zadorov. Uh, McLeod walked around, uh, I think it was Hannafin, and that set up the third period goal. Tanev was not not usually getting beat like that, but three times 
just in the highlight pack, you'll see the Flames let defense uh, forward skate right around them, get right to the net. So they're going to have to tighten that up. It's a minor thing, but it wound up giving Leon Dreisaitl the game-winning goal last night. That's a street corner, like the corner for defensemen. Right? Okay, let's finish with some good. Some good? Hey, the top line for the Calgary Flames has been great, and not just offensively like uh, a couple years ago when Monaghan was on that line. They are playing good defensively. They're not on the ice for five-on-five goals. They're putting quality chances in. Gaudreau, five-on-five, has been terrific. That line is coming out every night. Um, Flames did improve on some of the areas of weakness that we talked about. However, they got that Oilers power play, those two goals, and I, I still think Markstrom... Well, Markstrom, I think Markstrom got a play by uh, Koskinen last night. Koskinen had a ton of big saves. The other good news for the Calgary Flames, math is their friend. Calgary has six, seven games on uh, most of the division. So if they can win some of those games, they should be back near the top of the standings. Don't do this for me. I have a funny part at the end. One day I'll have a truck that does this and I can blame them. Okay, good stuff for the Edmonton Oilers. Hey, they got the win, seven straight um uh, losses before this I would put the coach didn't get fired but from what I saw um, some of the gaps that they're having on the D zone they're positionally sound but they are terrified to seal guys out in the defensive zone the gap control on the Tachuckle was awful a lot of bad I mean this is Edmonton Oilers winning hockey that doesn't work in the playoffs You've seen it year after year that power play and if they can get scoring from uh, the point like they did from Bouchard last game that thing could score at 40%. However, they got outchanced heavily, and they have a mid-grade goaltender at best in Koskinen who played great, but you're not going to count on that goaltending. You can't go with that shots. And in years past before uh, Dave Tippett got there, you'd see a lot of running around, bad positional play. Oilers all night are in the right spot, but they're terrified to seal guys out. They're, they're not going pinning guys out. You can't run a D zone without sealing a guy out and supporting the puck and the Oilers aren't doing that. So maybe with the win, uh, maybe it's the players that are timid, maybe the gap, but they are either overthinking it or they are not being instructed on how to properly shut that stuff down. Uh, they scored on the power play, which will get them going. I bet you you'll see these that power play get ripping. And they did get Koskinen playing great, which they have been struggling with goaltending uh, for a while. Um, like I said, they got outscored. They got outchanced. Calgary outchanced Edmonton significantly. Oh, don't ruin the punchline. Okay. Also, that McDavid Perlini. Perlini had a great goal, but he's not a. He can't play in McDavid's league. Yamamoto can't play in that league. So, I mean, splitting that those two guys up is great, but playing a guy like McDavid with guys that wouldn't be guaranteed to be on any other roster in the in, in the league. It's not going to work long-term. They, you didn't see a, a ton of McDavid um, last night, so they're going to need to figure that out. Their D-zone play, like I said, is not good. Um, and then lastly, the only problem is at the end of the game, when they leave that nice rink, they still live in Edmonton. It's always going to be a downside. <laughs> it's a terrible city. Next up for the Calgary Flames, we got the St. Louis. It's a roll into the punchline. We're down the punchline. St. Louis Blues on Monday. Follow the Crowcaster. Tell your friends. Go Flames. Go. Get out of Edmonton if you can. 